The date is June the 13th, 1994, and the time is 13.35 hours. Uh, and we're here with O.J. Simpson. Is that Ornthal James Simpson? Mm -hmm. No, on emergency. Can you get someone over here now, please? Well, okay, what does he look like? He's O.J. Simpson. I think you know his record. First of all, he broke the back door down to get in. The body of 34-year-old Nicole Brown Simpson, ex-wife of O.J. Simpson, was found after midnight on the sidewalk outside her West Los Angeles home. These two young people didn't deserve to die, and they didn't deserve to die in that manner. Simpson told police he was in Chicago at the time of the killings. The Los Angeles Police Department hastens to add there is a presumption of innocence, and that's very important. Police escorted him to the rear of the building, and a short time later, Simpson was seen in handcuffs. There is a rather amazing story developing in Los Angeles this hour, where California Highway Patrol is in pursuit of a white Ford Bronco, a car that was reported to be one that might contain O.J. Simpson and a friend earlier today. Police will not say whether Simpson is a suspect in the killer. All right, Mr. Simpson, would you please stand and face the jury? It doesn't fit. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. In the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, we the jury in the above entitled action find the defendant Orenthal James Simpson not guilty of the crime of murder. That you will not ask me another question about the case. I will never ask you again. We won't have to talk about it anymore. Just did you do it? <laughs> no, I didn't. This is O.J. Simpson in his words, where we look at the words that O.J. Simpson used in his statements to the police the day after his ex-wife, Nicole, was brutally murdered, using the actual recording of the police interview. This is episode two. You don't need to be a genius to know that. If you haven't heard episode one, you should start there. Otherwise, you will have missed quite a bit. Episode one covered how O.J. answers factually he answers questions quickly and in a few words when he's dealing with facts. We looked at how OJ dealt with his separation and his divorce, his relationship with Nicole. We noticed some discrepancies in his timelines and he seems to be trying to paint an image of a split that both parties had accepted and also how OJ dealt with questions about his previous domestic violence incidents and how he played them down. He even lied at points about them. And we also noted that OJ, when he's stressed around what he's talking about, tends to begin his answers with a noise like ah or mm-hmm or um. In this episode, we will look at what OJ says he was doing at the time that Nicole was murdered. When was the, when was the last time you saw Nicole? The detectives doing the interview will want details from OJ, his alibi basically. What was he doing when Nicole was killed? When did you last drive yesterday? What time is it? In the morning, in the afternoon. We're going to learn a lot by analysing OJ's words, but is he being honest or is he lying? Where did you go from there, OJ? Uh, home. This sort of analysis always works best as a collaboration. So if you spot anything when you hear OJ's words, if you've got an observation on what he says, you've got a question about something I've said or a question in general you want to ask, there is an email address for you to get in touch. It's oj at neveratruerword.com. And we will use some of the best observations and questions and suggestions in the final episode of this podcast series when we come to our conclusions about this entire OJ interview and work out what was it he was really saying. OJ at neveratruerword.com is the email address. 
So back to the interview and the detectives, that's Vanata and Lang, start to ask OJ questions about what he did last night. That is the night his ex Nicole and her friend Ron Goldman were murdered. A reminder, this is from the original 1994 police tape. So sometimes it's hard to make out exactly what is being said, but I'll be repeating what we hear from the transcript. Okay. Um... Phil, what do you think? We can just maybe recount last night. Yeah. Uh, what? When was the? When was the last time you saw Nicole? I paused it there because what I talk about a lot in this podcast is how people get stressed when they talk and they leave pauses, or they start saying something, then start saying something different, or they start saying something and then restart saying something. All of those indications of stress, and we can hear that there from the detectives because Lang says, "Phil, what do you think?" Maybe we can just recount last night. And Phil comes in and Phil says, yeah, when was the last time you saw Nicole? He has stress in asking that question. I don't know if it's because it's a sensitive question about someone whose ex-wife has just been murdered, whether he's a bit hesitant of asking it as someone as famous as OJ. But definitely, if you listen to the pair of detectives, they have some hesitation about getting into this section of the interview. Have a listen again. Okay. Um... So what do you think? We can just maybe recount last night. Yeah. Uh, what? When was the? When was the uh, last time you saw Nicole? When was the uh, last time you saw Nicole? It's the stress is palpable and coming through from those guys there. So what does OJ say? When was the? When was the uh, last time you saw Nicole? When was the last time you saw Nicole and Simpson says, we were leaving a dance recital, she took off and I was talking to her parents? He doesn't directly answer the question because he's asked when he last saw Nicole and he doesn't even say where it was. He just says what was happening at the last time he saw Nicole. So he doesn't directly answer the question, which is a a marker, a marker that something more might be going on. It's very easy to give a time or even say at the end of the dance recital, but he says we were leaving a dance recital. So he's telling us what was happening when he last saw Nicole, not when he last saw Nicole. Also, just bear this one in mind. Um, We were leaving a dance recital. She took off and I was talking to her parents. He says that was the last time he saw Nicole. He will contradict that later on in this interview. I'm also interested in what he meant by she took off and I was talking to her parents. Took off is quite a judgmental term. It suggests to me that those words were picked because was there some sort of bad feeling? Was there some resentment going in on there? She took off. It wasn't she went away and I was talking to her parents or she drove away and I was talking to her parents. Took off suggests it was quite quick, quite abrupt there. So why did he pick the words took off to describe how she was going? And that one answer, I'm spotting some potential deviation there because of how he didn't directly answer the question he was asked. And I also want to know about the words took off and why he chose them to describe the manner in which Nicole left. The detectives then ask a factual question, and if you've been listening, you'll know how OJ is going to answer. Are you right? Where, where was the uh, dancer side? Uh, Fall Revere High School. And was that for one of your children? Yeah, for my daughter, Sydney. Vanata asks, where was the dance recital? And Simpson says, ah, Paul Revere High School. Simple and sharp. A four-word answer. Nothing extra in there at all, apart from a small ah. Uh, 
Previously, I have noticed that questions that OJ is a bit stressed about, he starts with a noise like, ah, that was quite a small ah, but I want to know, was there some stress about saying where the dance recital was? I wouldn't have thought so. So is something else in this line of questioning causing him stress? Perhaps, but we don't know from just what he said there. Vanata then asks, and was that for one of your children? And Simpson replies, yeah, for my daughter, Sydney. Five word answer, nothing in there that doesn't need to be in there. So again, another factual and I'm pretty sure honest answer from OJ there, which makes this answer stand out all the more. Have a listen. What time was that yesterday? I ended about... 6.30, quarter to 7, you know, okay. something like that, I, you know, in the ballpark, right in that area. Yeah. And uh, they took off. Vanata asks, and what time was that yesterday? O.J. Simpson's reply is, it ended about 6.30, quarter to 7, something like that, you know, in the ballpark, right in that area. And uh, they took off. We saw in episode one that OJ seems to have difficulty being precise with numbers. It was dates in episode one. This time, it seems to be vagueness about time. How many times does he mention? Ended about 6.30, one time. Quarter to seven, two times. Some vagueness, something like that. One vagueness in the ballpark, another vagueness right in that area. It ended about 6.30, quarter to seven, something like that, you know, in the ballpark, right in that area. Wow. That is a very, very vague answer to, and what time was that yesterday? Maybe he isn't that kind of person. Maybe he's a bit stressed and too uptight to get to the real detail, or maybe he's in panic mode, or potentially he's buying himself wiggle room. Remember verifiable facts? He was dead straight with which school the dance recital was at, because if he gets caught lying about that, he would be in big trouble and under a lot of suspicion. If he's caught being deceptive around the time that he left, then again, the same thing. He may be under a lot of suspicion. Why wasn't he precise with the times? So if it's found out it was seven o'clock that the dance recital finished, he can say, look, I didn't say it was exactly 6.30 or quarter to seven. I said 6.30, quarter to seven, something like that in the ballpark. Seven o'clock fits that. I didn't lie. That's a few of the reasons why he could be being so vague with these numbers here. But... There's a trait going on with OJ here around times, around dates, especially where Nicole is concerned. He seems to be being very vague. Also, he says uh, uh, the time was in that ballpark. Earlier, he said he took a shot at something. He uses sports words a lot, OJ. No surprise as an ex-professional sports person that he uses sports words, but it's a demonstration. If you pay attention to the words people use, you can find out a lot more about them by the words and the concepts that they repeatedly use. OJ said they took off. Again, we have that phrase, they took off. Again, suggesting that things went quickly. There's potentially some bad feeling or resentment in there. That's why people take off, isn't it? They took off. It's worth thinking of other descriptions he could have used. They drove off. They went away. I went away. I drove off. But no, he has used twice the phrase, they took off. OJ said they took off and uh, Venata looks to him for some clarification on that. They, uh, her and her family, her mother, her father, her sister, my kids, and children. Venata asks they, question mark, and Simpson says her and her family, her mother and father, sisters, my kids, you know? 
The ordering is quite interesting there. So the first person he mentions is Nicole, his priority there. Now, he was asked when he last saw Nicole, his thoughts should be on Nicole right here. So I can understand why that's first. And then it's her and her family. Previously, he said, she took off and I was talking to her parents. It was not she took off as I was talking to her parents. She took off and I was talking to her parents. So that is... She took off while he was talking to her parents. This time, when he's asked who took off, he says her and her family, her mother and father. So something not quite right there. Then he adds in sisters, and then he adds in my kids, you know? Interesting, it's not our kids, but my kids. He's giving himself ownership of those kids. It's not something that conceptually here he is sharing with Nicole. And interesting that my kids come at the end of everyone that went away. I get that Nicole came first, but Nicole, the kids, her mom, her dad, I would maybe expect the kids to be further up his ordering than that. But no, his answer is her and her family. Her mother and father, sisters, my kids, you know. Interesting that despite him calling them my kids, he also puts them inside the phrase her family. We seem to have this um, discrepancy about who took off, whether it was just Nicole on her own while he was talking to her mother and father, or whether it was Nicole and her whole family, including my kids. Next question. And, and then you went your own separate way? Yeah, actually, she left, and then they came back, and um, the, her mother got in a car with her, and, uh, and the kids all piled over her sister's car. Vanessa they... says, and then you went your own separate way. And Simpson says, yeah, actually she left and then they came back and uh, her mother got in the car with her and uh, the kids all piled into her sister's car and they, and he trails off. It's contradiction time. It's completely at odds with what he said previously about them all taking off together. Her dad gets lost in this as well. Her mother got into a car with her and the kids all piled into her sister's car is Simpson correcting here? So I think this could be put down to not remembering the exact sequence of events that happened at the time. But I also wonder if whatever happened, this took off was playing in his mind at the point. Really, in his head, Nicole took off in what? A fit of anger or, you know, some resentment or said something to him that he really didn't like and then disappeared. And I wonder if that was what his mind was on. He could only really remember Nicole taking off and couldn't remember the exact sequence of everyone else around leaving. Was, was uh, Nicole driving? Yeah. What kind of car was she driving? Her uh, black car, uh, Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Cherokee? Cherokee. Mm-hmm. What were you driving? My Rose Rides. My Bentley So a question and answer session there about cars. Vanata asks, was Nicole driving? Simpson says, yeah. Benata asks, what kind of car was she driving? And OJ replies, her black car, a Cherokee, a Jeep Cherokee. Benata says, what were you driving? And Simpson says, my Rolls Royce, my Bentley rather. Sharp, short answers. I presume OJ is telling the truth here and I'm interested. And when he's asked questions like this, he is sharp. He is quick with his answers and there are very short sentences. And then when he's asked other questions like, When did you last see Nicole? He feels the need to tell a story about what he was doing, what was happening all around him, and use pejorative terms like took off. The interview is going to move on now from this recycled part. So what have we learned so far? 
plenty of honest answers in here. He's been very quick with a lot of what he says, very brief with a lot of what he says. Um, but the vague times are a note for me. There's a vagueness in the times there. Is he trying to hide something or can he just not remember? It's a marker. He's vague on the times then. And also that phrase took off. Was there something going on between them that night? Is that why he uses the phrase twice to describe how Nicole left as took off? If the interview has moved on from the recital, it's certainly still on the subject of cars. Do you own that Ford uh, Bronco? The first I owned it, and I, uh, you know, lets me use it. So that's your vehicle, the one that was parked there on the street. Uh. Vanessa asks OJ, "Do you own that Ford Bronco that sits outside?" OJ's reply is, "Hertz owns it, and I, uh, and Hertz lets me use it." He's then asked, so that's your vehicle, the one that's parked there on the street. And Simpson says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we have that mm-hmm answer again, where he doesn't say yes, he doesn't say no. He says, mm-hmm. And I get the feeling now when OJ says, mm-hmm, it's not so much that he's holding something back, but he's processing things internally and making this noise while that processing goes on. There's apprehension, I think, potentially around what comes next after he's confirmed that it's his vehicle. And let's be honest, he's going to have to confirm that it's his vehicle because factually it is his vehicle. Does he know something that could come next is sensitive? Is that why he's saying, mm-hmm, I'm going to add vehicles or the Bronco to the list of things that OJ is potentially sensitive about? Vanata asks him more about the car. It's actually owned by Hertz or uh, Ford. Who's, who's the primary driver on that? You? Uh, I drive it. The housekeeper drives it. You know, it's kind of a all-purpose type all vehicle. Purpose. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the only one that my insurance would allow me to let anybody else drive. So we've got some more factual, quick answers from OJ there. Vanata says to him, and it's actually owned by Hertz. OJ replies, Hertz, yeah. Vanata then asks, who's the primary driver on that? You? And OJ says, I drive it. The housekeeper drives it. You know, it's kind of a... And we'll notice there, OJ's asked, who's the primary driver on that? Is it you? And he doesn't say, yes, it's me. He has said before that it's his car, even though he says it's owned by Hertz. OJ doesn't say, yeah, I'm the primary driver. He says, I drive it. The housekeeper drives it. You know, it's a kind of... And Vanata interrupts and says, all-purpose vehicle. And OJ replies back to him with the words he's just been told all purpose, yeah. It's the only one my insurance will allow me to let anyone else drive. So once again, OJ's on this Bronco. The stress was there earlier with the mm-hmm. And now when he's asked who's the primary driver of that car, he seems to want to share who could be driving that car at any time. I drive it, the housekeeper drives it. What I'm interested in is when OJ says, it's the only one that is the only vehicle my insurance will allow me to let anyone else drive. That shows that OJ doesn't always feel he's the king of things. He's the one who makes the decisions because there he's saying his insurance will only allow him to let anyone else drive. So the insurance is in charge of of that. Now, if you're sitting listening going, you're being a bit pedantic when he was asked who the primary driver of the car is. And I said, I felt some sensitivity around there because he didn't answer the question directly. What do you think the sensitivity is here? Okay. When you drive it, where, where do you park it at home? Oh, it depends. I you know where it is now? It was in the street or something. Always park on the street. You never take it in behind the Well, really. I mean, I'll bring it in. 
you know, last after I come from law yeah. and shoot the stuff, you know, and, and stuff like that. You know, I did that yesterday, you know. Quite fuzzy that, so let's go through it. Lang asks OJ, when you drive it, where do you park it at home? And OJ replies, it depends. Lang says, where is it now? It was in the street or something. And OJ says, I always park it on the street. Previously, he's been asked, where do you park it? And he says, it depends. He doesn't say somewhere on the street or wherever I can get it parked on the street. He just says, it depends. When Lang says, where is it now? It was on the street or something. OJ says, I always park it on the street. Lang says, you never take it in there. And he goes to say something, but OJ answers very quickly. Cuts him off. He's got this answer ready to roll. And he says, oh, rarely. I mean, I'll bring it in. Then there's something I can't quite make out. And switch the stuff, you know, and stuff like that. I did that yesterday, you know. So from that, he interrupted. He was too eager to tell a story. So I see the car and where that car is as sensitive. Again, OJ, in that last answer, he offers more information, things that he wasn't asked about. He says he brought the car in yesterday and he switched stuff and stuff like that. So stuff twice. Why stuff? Stuff is such a vague word. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't even allude to anything. Is he using stuff because he's making this up? He doesn't have the truthful words, so he defaults to stuff. Or does he not want to say what it was that he was switching in the car yesterday? So he hides it behind the word stuff and stuff like that. He did it twice. But too eager to give an answer there. So I think there's some storytelling going on in here that he's got something prepared that he wanted to get it out. And also the fact that he offers that he brought the car in yesterday, even though he wasn't asked if he when he did that. He was only asked if he ever brought the car in. The car, the Bronco, that I feel is causing some stress to OJ in his words, continues to be the focus of the detective's questions. When did you last drive it? Yes, sir. What time is it? In the morning, in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Lang says, when did you last drive it? And OJ replies, yesterday. A direct and one-word answer. We've said this is how OJ tells the truth and no reason. In fact, OJ's told us several times he drove the car yesterday, but it's not very helpful, is it? When did you last drive the car yesterday? So Vanata presses to get something more. What time yesterday? And OJ replies, in the morning, in the, long pause, afternoon. Now he was asked what time where he last drove that Bronco yesterday. And OJ does not directly answer that question. He gives his driving schedule and he even needs to think about that in the morning and in the afternoon. Certainly doesn't mention driving the Bronco at night and I want us to remember that. That's the end of the questions about the car and I see real sensitivity with from OJ around that car. He's vague on some of his answers and he's slightly evasive or deflective around some of the answers as well, especially ones around the time again. So is it the car he's sensitive about? Is it the timings that he's sensitive about? Or it could be both. When he's asked about the car, who owns it? He's direct and when he's straight. When he's asked where he parked it or when he drove it, he is evasive. 
And remember, in this interview, this these questions are as much about what he was doing the previous night when the Cole was murdered as it is about where a car was parked or when he used it. It's the first time the questioning has got towards the events of last night, the murders of last night, and I'm starting to see deflections. So I'm adding car and timings again to the list of sensitivities that OJ is displaying. The interview takes another turn now, and it moves back to that dance recital. Okay, you left her, you're saying about 6.30 or 7, you, you, uh, or she left the uh, recital? Yeah. And you spoke with her parents? Yeah, we just sitting there talking. Vanessa says, okay, you left her, you're saying, about 6.30 or 7, or she left the recital. OJ says, yeah. You'll notice that this was a or question. You left her about 6.37, or she left the recital, and OJ says, yeah. He doesn't really clear that one up. And Venato says, and you spoke with her parents, and OJ says, yeah, we were just sitting there talking. So he's quite straight with his answers, but the word just, we were just sitting there talking, could be downplaying. When someone uses the word just to describe what they were doing, they, you'll usually find there's a bit more going on than what they're saying. The word just is doing some downplaying there. Was there more happening? Were they doing more than just sitting there talking? Was something else said? That would be the questions that I would have on the back of we were just sitting there talking as an answer. Okay, what time did you leave, did you say? Right about that. We were all leaving. We were all leaving. Then. And, and then the, her mother said, son, I'll be joining them for dinner. And I said, no thanks. Benata says, okay, what time did you leave the recital? And it's O.J. Simpson. It's a question about times. It's not going to be exact. And O.J. says, right about that time. We were all leaving. We were all leaving then. Her mother said something about me joining them for dinner. And I said, no, thanks. Once again, vague on time. But note in the previous question, the detective said that um, you're saying it was about 6.30 or 7. And OJ says, yeah. Actually, the detective has moved the time to 7. Quarter to 7 was the latest time that OJ gave. The detective has said 6.37. OJ doesn't push back on that time change. So these times are really vague in him. I mean, OJ has been fairly straight so far, but when asked what time did he leave the recital, he's vague right about that time. And then he gives this impression, we were all leaving, we were all leaving then. And he tells the story about being invited for dinner, which has nothing to do with the question, what time did you leave the recital? Again, I think he's been painting this picture about two people who'd split up, but were still getting on, especially around the kids. So is that why he feels it's important to say her mother said something about me joining them for dinner? Notice it's only said something about me joining them for dinner. OJ, I'd hate for you to join us at dinner, falls into the said something about that category. And OJ, we're all off for dinner, but we don't want you to come. That would be her mother saying something to him about them joining for dinner. So I think what we've got here again is OJ wanting to portray a picture that everything's fine, that mother wanted me to join them for dinner. But he doesn't use those exact words. Why not? Why is his language vague and non-committal? It convinces me that OJ is wanting to paint himself and Nicole and Nicole's family as joined up, all getting on. No issues here. No issues at all. I've dealt a lot with OJ's stress responses, the sounds he makes at the start of answers that he's sensitive or, or stressed about in this police interview. There's a familiar sound coming, one that we've noted before. Where did you go from there, Jay? Uh, 
home for a while, got my car for a while, tried to find my girlfriend for a while, came back to, to the house. If OJ's truthful, he answers in few words. He's very quick with the words. This is anything but. It's long and drawn out. Where did you go from there, OJ? So this is where did you go after the dance recital? And OJ replies, uh, home. Uh, home for a while. Got my car for a while. Tried to find my girlfriend for a while. Came back to, uh, to the house. There's the ah uh, and the ahs uh, there while he thinks about what it is that he's going to say. And then he gives a lot more information than he was asked for again. He was asked, where did you go from there, OJ? I.e., where did you go after the recital? I went home, would have been a fine answer to that. He has to give more information than he was asked for. So I think he has a story. He has something that he wants to say that he was doing last night. Now, this is starting to get towards me questioning what was he doing last night? Is he going to be telling the truth about what he was doing last night? It could be that he's super sensitive about this. He's being interviewed by the police. He realizes as the ex-husband, there will be all eyes on him and he just wants to make sure he gets his story straight. But here, this is a story being told. He says he did three things for a while, home for a while, got in my car for a while, tried to find my girlfriend for a while. Again, a while is a very vague amount of time. But is he trying to make some small things that didn't take very long? Seem like they took a long, long time. Home for a while, got to my car for a while, tried to find my girlfriend for a while. But he feels compelled not just to answer the question about where did you go after the recital, but to say all the things that he did after that. And there are some big pauses in here as well. Pauses are what we do when we're talking deliberately and making sure that we say the right words, the words that we want to say. Have a listen and look at the length of the pauses. Where did you go from there, Jay? Uh, That last answer has put me on alert for deception, so let's carry on with the interview. Who was home? Cato. Cato? Yeah. Anybody else? Was your daughter there? Marnell? Mm -hmm. Is that her name? Marnell. Yeah. Uh, so, so what time do you think you got back home? Actually, physically got home. Vanata says, who was home when you got home? And OJ replies, Cato. A sharp one-word answer. Vanatter says, Cato, anyone else? Was your daughter there? Arnell? OJ says, no. Vanatter says, isn't that her name? Arnell? Simpson says, Arnell, yeah. So we've got some questions coming through here where OJ answers with one or two word answers. Very quickly, no pauses, no ums, no ahs. Again, I think OJ is in truthful mode here. Kato was home when he got home. Arnell was not home when he got home. He has no problem giving these answers and he doesn't feel a desire to answer more than he was asked and he doesn't feel the desire to paint a picture with the words that he uses when he's asked those questions. And then 
Fanata asks a time question. What time do you think you got back home? Actually, physically got home. And OJ replies, seven something. That covers an entire hour. Seven something. Very, very vague around times again. And if you think that was vague, how much can you spot in OJ's next answer here? Seven something. And then you left him. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm always, I had to run and get my daughter some flowers. I was actually doing the recital, so I rushed and got her some flowers. And I I came home, and then I called Paula as I was going to her house, and Paula wasn't home. So he has to think, did he leave the house? And you'll notice here, he stutters twice when he says the word I. When we use the word I, it's very personal. We're being honest about ourselves, or we should be being honest about ourselves. And some people have real trouble attaching that I to a lie. So if I say, I, 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 I'm female, you'd know that's a lie. I have trouble connecting that to my lie. I, I got up at eight o'clock this morning. I have trouble connecting myself to that lie. So OJ stutters on a couple of eyes there. Which ones are they? What does he have problems connecting himself to? He says, yeah, I, I, I. I'm trying to think. Now, it's not I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. So he was going to say something else there. I, 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 what was he going to say? And then he says, and I, I came home. And I think there's a something there that is causing him stress. When he says, I, I came home. What is it about going home that was causing him stress? OJ's asked, you got back at seven something and then you left. And OJ's first reply is, yeah. And then he backtracks. So he says, I, 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 I'm trying to think, did I leave? You've already said yes. And now you're trying to think. Your automatically response, OJ, was yes. And now you're saying, I'm trying to think, did I leave? You know, I'm always, I had to run and get my daughter some flowers. I was actually doing the recital. So I rushed and got her some flowers. And I, I came home. And then I called Paula as I was going to her house. And Paula wasn't home. I don't understand the flowers bit. There are ways I can make logical sense of it, so I'm not going to go too close to that flowers bit. What else interests me here is I called Paula as I was going to her house and Paula wasn't at home. Now, this is 1994. Mobiles weren't in wide use then, so back in the day, if you didn't know, you had to call someone's phone, which was at home, and they may or may not answer it. What is interesting here is that OJ says, I then called Paula as I was going to her house and Paula wasn't home. He doesn't say he didn't speak to Paula or Paula didn't answer. He says Paula wasn't home. And he doesn't say how he knows Paula wasn't at home. Was there no reply or was there a, an answering machine message that said Paula's not at home or not? I'm, I'm interested in that. Doesn't feel realistic to me. Not Paula didn't answer, but Paula wasn't home. So we're at the end of the section of asking OJ about how he got home, what happened when he was at home um, on the previous night. And again, I can see he's very, very vague on timings. He leaves big gaps and tries to fill them by saying he was doing things for a while, several things that he did for a while, but all starting off from a real vagueness in time, this seven something. 
which gives me the impression that he could he could be trying to fill up a period of time he can't account for with actions that he can account for. The detectives now have some questions on OJ's girlfriend. Paula is your girlfriend? girlfriend yeah. Paula who? Bobby Yard. Yeah. Did you spell it for B-A-R? B-A-R-B-I-E-R-I. Do you know an address on him? No, it's a little more so. But I think she's out of town. You got a phone number? Yeah, 470. Banata asks OJ, Paula's your girlfriend. OJ says, girlfriend, yeah. Paula who? Barbieri. Could you spell that for me? OJ spells it. Do you know an address on her? No, but she lives in Wiltshire, but I think she's out of town. You got a phone number? Yeah, and gives the phone number from his memory. Again, this is OJ in truth mode. Short answers, two words, one word. The spelling, very quickly. Interested in why he thinks she's out of town rather than she is out of town. I've got a question as to why he thinks that. But again, OJ in truth mode. Short answers, quick answers, no ums, no ahs, no long pauses at all. Paula continues to interest the detectives. So you didn't see her last week? No. We've been, we've been to a big affair the night before. Then I came back home. I mean, I was, I was basically at home. I mean, anytime I, if I was, whatever time it took me to get the recital and back, to get to the flower shop and back, I mean, that's the time I was out of the house. Vanata asks OJ, so you didn't see her last night, that means Paula. And he says, no, we'd been to a big affair the night before. And then I came back home. I was, I was basically at home. I mean, any time I was, whatever time it took me to get to the recital and back, to get to the flower shop and back, I mean, that's the time I was out of the house. So this is not straight. It's not straight like the questions about Paula. He's asked a question about, did you see Paula last night? And he says, no, we'd been to a big affair the night before. And then he goes on to talk about things he was not asked about, about being home last night, the night of the murders. And then I came back home. I was, I was basically at home. Basically is a word to watch. When someone says they basically do something, that means they did it or, or kind of did it, but there was a lot more going on as well. So when OJ says he was basically at home, that means he was at home, but he did something else as well. And he does qualify that by whatever time it took me to get to the recital and back, to get to the flower shop and back, that's the time I was out of the house. And that's one to keep an eye on in your life. If someone tells you they basically did something, there's more going on behind it. Sometimes the person will reveal what more was going on like OJ did there. Other times they will use basically to hide something. OJ says, I was basically at home. I mean, OJ has used I mean in lying before in episode one. He said, no, he wasn't arrested. I mean, we did have a big fight. And I mean, I put a marker down next to that when I heard it. And he's using I mean here. I mean, any time I was, whatever time it took me to get to the recital and back. So whatever time. So we're back to vagueness again. I mean, that's the time I was out of the house. So I've got that phrase, I mean, and I've got a little flag there. When OJ says, I mean, I'm not entirely sure he does mean it, or he certainly doesn't mean it honestly. And it's a lot of information to volunteer when you were only asked if you saw your girlfriend last night. He comes back and tries to convince us how little he was out of the house the night before. Why would he do that? Were you scheduled to play golf this morning someplace? Uh, in, in, uh, 
Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. What kind of a tournament? Oh, uh, it's a hurts with special clients. Oh, okay. Emotional thing with it? Yeah. What time did you leave last night? Leave the uh, house? Still go to the airport. Detective Van Nutter asks Simpson, were you scheduled to play golf this morning someplace? And Simpson says, uh, in Chicago. Now, there's that uh, sound again, and I can't see what stress would be caused by this because it's factual. It was well known that OJ was in Chicago when he got the phone call to say that his ex-wife had been murdered. Were you scheduled to play golf this morning someplace? And OJ says, uh, in Chicago. He certainly has to think about it. Manatha says, what kind of tournament was it? And OJ says, it was a Hertz. It was Hertz with special clients. Manatha says, what time did you leave last night? Leave the house. And OJ sighs. Um, it sounds like a thinking sigh, like a... <sighs> but then he wants to clarify what Venata says and asks, to go to the airport? Uh, to be fair, it's a vague question. Maybe one designed to catch OJ out. But OJ really wants to check what they mean before answering. Let's bear in mind, OJ has been asked a question about times again, so how is he going to answer? About, because Limo is supposed to be there at, um, at 10.45, normally they get there a little earlier, hours rushing around, and somewhere between there and 11 o'clock. So approximately 10.45 to 11 o'clock, yeah, somewhere in that area. So his answer as to when he left to go to the airport is about... The limo was supposed to be there at uh, at 10.45. Normally they get there a little earlier. I was rushing around somewhere between there and 11 o'clock. Venata tries to pin him down to a more definite time. So approximately 10.45 to 11 and OJ says 11 o'clock. Yeah, somewhere in that area. So at least he's been pinned down to a 15 minute time window with this. Although I guess there is witnesses to the fact that um, he did get in the limo 10.45 to 11, so there's not going to be a lot of wiggle room in there. But another attempt to, to keep things open, to keep timelines potentially open. And uh, you went by limo? Yeah. Who's the, who's the uh, limo? Uh, yeah, that's my office. Okay. Mm-hmm. You converse with a driver at home? Did you talk to him? Yeah, he's a, he's a new driver. Normally I have a lot of regular driver at driving, but converse just... Remember his name? Rushing? No. It's about rushing to the airport, about I live my life on the airplane and, and hotel. <laughs> so, yeah. That type of thing. Vanata asks OJ, and you went by a limo? And Simpson says, yeah. Who's the limo service? OJ replies, you'll have to ask my office. Then Lang says, did you converse with the driver at all? Did you talk to him? And OJ, I can't make out the first word. It's either a no or a yeah. I know that's not very helpful when we're analysing someone's words, so let's ignore that. He was a new driver. Normally, I have a regular driver, I drive with and converse. No, just about rushing to the airport, about how I live my life on airplanes and hotels, that type of thing. Don't think there's anything malicious going on there. I think that he has his regular driver that he maybe talks more in-depth with, and he this was a new driver, so they talked about Things on the surface like rushing to the airport, living his life on airplanes and hotels. For everyone who's waiting for it, we have an OJ precise time. What time did your plane leave? Uh, 11.45. The plane took off. He's asked what time did the plane leave and OJ replies, uh, 11.45, the flight took off. What, what, uh, what airlines was it? American. American? 
and it was uh, 11.45 to uh, Chicago. What airline was it? American. And it was the 11.45 to Chicago? Chicago. OJ in sharp, direct, factual answering mode. Not adding in anything he hasn't been asked, not trying to paint any stories, just answering things factually. But this is going to take a bit of a swing now because they're going to ask about the car again. So yesterday you, you did drive the white Bronco. If you've listened closely to the first two episodes, you will be intrigued by OJ's answer to this. And you can hear OJ's reply to that question in the next episode. Along with him talking about how he was bleeding on the night of the murder, what made him bleed on the night of the murder, and what he says he was doing at the time the murders happened. So to recap on what we've learned in this episode, I think there was some bad feeling going on at that recital, hence the took off phrase that's repeated. OJ's very vague on times from the end of the recital on. He seems to not want to pin himself down to very precise times. He shows a lot of sensitivity around the car as well, especially the white Bronco. And they are going to ask him about the white Bronco again at the beginning of episode three. So where's your thinking at now? The more people you involve in this, the richer the conversations you can have. So you don't need to do it all alone. You could share this podcast with your friends or your communities and discuss your thoughts and ideas with them as well. You will find the conversations you have with other people after looking at something like this fascinating. You can also discuss it here. OJ at neverattruerword.com is the email address. That's OJ at neverattruerword.com. I'd be delighted to hear your thoughts, your questions, and your observations on the words you've heard in this episode. And we'll include some of the best ones in the final episode of this podcast series. If you go to connect.neverattruerword.com, you can share your thinkings on social media. The email address and that website address, they're in the show notes. And there's some bonus OJ content on the Never A Truer Word Facebook group. If you go to connect.neverattruerword.com, you'll find a link to join that Facebook group and get involved in the discussion on some bonus words from OJ Simpson. And don't forget your pedantic friends, the person who's always picking up on what people say. Share this podcast with them and they will love you. They will pick over this for hours. Episode three then, and we're back to the Bronco. OJ Simpson in his words. Just did you do it? No, I didn't. didn't. 